Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azra and the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username at all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. First and foremost, uh, I just want to give a reminder to you guys that I posted a video on the Easy Languages YouTube channel. So if you have not checked that out yet, I'd highly appreciate it if you did. Um, If you go into YouTube and search Super Easy English 1, you're going to see my familiar face. You're going to find that video. And and yeah, (laughs) I'm currently sitting in my car here. I arrived to an appointment a little bit early. My appointment starts in about 12 minutes and I was sitting in my car thinking, what the heck can I do for this 12 minutes? And I thought, let's whip out the phone. Let's make a very, very quick 10, 11, 12 minute podcast episode. And today, you know, there's not a ton that's on my mind in regards to language learning, but there are a couple of things that are interesting to point out. First and foremost, I was in my Mandarin class uh, earlier and our teacher was having us repeat uh, different phrases that were in the textbook. So we were learning new vocabulary, new things. The teacher would say it. The class would copy what the teacher was saying. And it was interesting to me, right? I was listening to people repeat what the teacher's saying. And a lot of people, I could just hear it, were not pronouncing the words correctly. And the teacher would repeat it. And the class or certain people in the class would repeat the word incorrectly. And it was just a reminder to me that our ears and our mouths are are not necessarily always reliable. Sometimes we hear a sound, but because we don't because we don't recognize the sounds that we're hearing, we have a hard time actually producing the sound and actually saying the sound correctly because maybe in our mother tongue we don't have that sound. Or alternatively, maybe we're hearing the sound correctly, but our mouth doesn't know how to actually pronounce that sound properly. And so we hear it properly, but our mouth goes, "I don't know how to make that sound." It's kind of like if you see someone do a really cool backflip, you're like, I saw you do the backflip. I saw the backflip accurately, but I could not actually do that (laughs) backflip. And so some of the people are definitely having that kind of challenge as well. And it's funny, right? One thing I've said before, and I want to say it again because it's just true. And I think sometimes we don't think about it. Different aspects of language learning require different types of skills or different types of practice to be able to learn. In other words, if you're trying to memorize vocabulary or remember vocabulary, we're talking about an intellectual activity. On the contrary, if we're talking about something like improving pronunciation, now this is actually a little bit more of a muscular activity because we have to train the mouth to be able to say and actually make the tongue go in the right position to say the sound that you are wanting to wanting to say, essentially. And it's something that I think is important to think about. Excuse me, often people are very good at other aspects of language learning, such as vocabulary, grammar, spelling, grammar, you know, all that stuff. But they struggle with the pronunciation because, you know, it's a completely different part of the brain or completely different skill to be able to have that good pronunciation in comparison 
to you know being good at other aspects of the same language. Another language learning thing that's kind of on my mind today was based on a conversation I had yesterday at our Diwali dinner. So as I mentioned a couple times, yesterday was Diwali, and we had a dinner. Um, we had a dinner with my family, and I was talking to someone in my family, one of my aunts, and she's like, "Hey, hey, Azarin, have you ever thought about going into uh, what is it called? Speech language pathology? Wait, is that the right term? I believe the term is speech language pathology, or a, become a speech language pathologist." These people do a variety of different things. I hope I got the job title right. I'm pretty sure I did, or the name of the field correctly. Correct. But if I got it wrong, please let me know and correct me. But basically, these people, the people that work in this field, do a variety of things. One of which is they will work with people who had, um, who have rather, who have speech impediments or speech challenges, and they help them to learn or pronounce the language better than what they are currently doing. A lot of children go through it.、Uh, sometimes people go through this kind of process after they have a stroke or something like that, where their speech is now not coming out as clearly as it used to.、Um, and so someone was asking me, "Hey, Azrin, have you thought about actually going into that field?" And it was funny because I have thought about it. I really have. I, I, I think I would really enjoy it. There are a couple of issues, though. Issue number one is I'm pretty damn happy doing what I'm doing right now. Issue number two is I like the fact that right now I have full control. The second you work, you know, the second you work for a company or you work in a very specific kind of job, you're now kind of, I feel like you're tied into that job. Now you have to do it a certain way. You have your schedule. You have to do it like blah 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 blah. Versus right now, I can change at any point. I could decide tomorrow. Okay, I'm changing my teach my teaching schedule. I'm gonna do it like this. I want to try this differently. I want to run this kind of event. And so currently, I like the freedom of working for myself. And I don't, you know, as of right now, anyway, as of today, November, what is it? November seventh, number six, whatever it is, early November, twenty eighteen. It's not something that really appeals to me.、Um, I think as well with speech language pathology,、um, it's one very specific element of languages or of language. Learning, I guess we could say, and I like to work with a whole variety. Although pronunciation is my favorite aspect of language learning, I like the fact that I can work with, in my current job, all aspects of language learning and not just specializing in one particular aspect. So it was an interesting kind of conversation, and it reminded me or made me think about rather jobs that people can do with languages, because it's funny, right? I, you know, me being 26 now. Um, being out of university for quite some time, and being in—I guess you could say—in the quote-unquote workplace for quite some time, or not quite some time, but you know, a couple of years. Often, what people will, will, will say is they will ask me, you know, especially if they're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, they're kind of wrapping up their university or they're in university college. Often, they'll ask me things like, "Azran, I would love to study languages. I would love to do it, but..." I am worried because I don't know what kind of job I could get with languages. You know, they're worried because they don't want to maybe be a teacher, or they don't even know what the options are. And I'll be real with you: when I was back in university, I didn't know what the options were either. The only options I knew about were teaching, translation, interpreting, being a tour guide, or maybe being like a flight attendant or something like that. But I didn't really know what the options were. And to be perfectly open with you, I still don't really know exactly what the 28 options are that you could now do with languages. So I think what I'll end this podcast on is a little bit of just 
advice based on my personal experience so far. Um, advice based on my personal experience with languages and working in the field of languages and whatnot. Um, for people who maybe are wondering, what can I do with my languages? Like, where can I go? Like, is it worth studying languages and getting a degree in languages and exploring that topic for the next three, four, five minutes before my appointment starts here? So first and foremost, I think one thing that's always worked really well for me personally um, is putting my head down and just, I guess you could say, working towards the things that make me happy or that I am passion passionate about in the moment. So for example, when I decided to study languages in university, I didn't actually know if I wanted to work in languages. All I knew was that in the moment of me wanting to go to university or rather going to university, I knew that, okay, in this point in time, the thing that I am most passionate about is languages and learning languages. And so as a result, I'm going to go into a French and Spanish program at the university. Also tied into this, at, at that point in time, I was working on becoming fluent in Spanish. And so it just made sense. It felt like a good short-term decision. And I put my head down and I had no idea what job opportun opportunities would come up throughout my program or what I would do with my degree. I didn't know, right? And funnily enough, I didn't even work in languages for like the longest time, for six years. I worked in a window cleaning business. I ran a window cleaning business. I was a, a franchisee for four years and I worked as a general manager for two. Like that's nothing to do with languages at all. And it's funny because even that, me working at the, at, the, at the window cleaning company, it was a similar concept. It came across me, I heard of it, it sounded cool, I wanted to learn about business and I wanted to learn. This company offered a lot of development opportunities. And so I went off and I hopped on in, I applied, I went through the interview process. And then after year one, I talked about it with my supervisors and we discussed it. And you know, after a lot of discussion, we decided that yeah, year two would make sense. And then after doing it a second year, I was like, yeah, year three makes sense. Year four makes sense. After year four, year five made sense. Year six made sense. Like a lot of it was almost short-term decisions of going, this is what's making me happy in the moment. And so if you're wanting to like study languages or you're wanting to do something work-wise with them, just from my personal experience, and this is not necessarily going to work for everyone. So I want you to hear it, think about it, analyze it from your from your life, from what's real, for, from your, you know, your personal experience and analyze it and feel and basically make a judgment call of if you think this makes sense for you. But for me, you know, for me, it was just diving into languages and trying to do lots of things, make podcasts, make videos, learn Spanish, take a degree, do a bunch of things and keep an eye open for the different opportunities that arise. That's even what I'm doing right now. I'm into languages. Currently, the opportunities that have arisen for me are teaching and tutoring right? Originally it was one-on-one. -on -one. Now there's small groups. I make a little bit more money. You know, I didn't know that easy languages would email me and ask me to make videos for their channel. I didn't know that's a cool opportunity. So I took it. I didn't know that I could get paid to speak at events until someone asked me, but I was getting out there, right? I'm making videos. I'm, I'm and not just making videos. I'm collaborating with people and, and I'm, I'm being very practical at the same time of having this focus of I'm going to work on my passion, I'm balancing that with practicality. I think some people, let's take singers, for example, let's take the, the, the stereotypical person on something like American Idol who comes on and all they do is they sing, 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 or even actress. Let's make actress, actresses. This happens too. 
They act, act, act. They want to be in Hollywood. They want to be in Hollywood. They go to auditions. They, 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 they stay at these cheap apartments. They only eat cheap food, this, that, the other thing. They're going, 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 right? And meanwhile, they're not, they're having troubles to actually, they're not making a lot of money. They're not saving for their future. They're not, you know, they're, uh, they're not eating healthy. They're not like, th- there's a lot of sacrifices they're making, they're making, which by the way, is not necessarily bad. But me, the way I'm choosing to do it is yes, I'm diving headfirst into languages, but balance with practicality. I know that I'm going to want to um, buy a house at some point and I want a very low mortgage. And so I have to be making more money. So every, I, I basically look at it every month or every year. Am I making more money? Am I trending towards making more money? The last month I was making this much. What am I making this month? Oh, what about next month? What about the month after? Right? I look at things like how many students that I have before? How many do I have now? Oh, cool. There's been progress. How many followers that I have before? How many do I have now? Oh, cool. There's been progress. Or, right? Or even just things like making sure that is the amount of money I'm saving going up? Is it I'm being very practical at the same time? It's balancing jumping into a passion, but at the other end of the equation, being practical to be like, should I keep betting everything on on my passion or should I be making changes, right? Um, there's there's a time I was, I, I haven't talked about this. I had come up with this great idea. This is a business decision. I decided I was going to sponsor this one particular uh, YouTube uh, channel and company, I guess you could say, that has a very big audience. And it was a very cheap, it was a very affordable kind of way to, to pay for it. And I thought this is, this could be huge. Like I could be paying it was like 150 bucks or something a month or something like that. And I could be getting some real, real value out of this, like real sales, real attention. Like this could be really good. And I paid for a month, paid for two months, paid for three months. I think I paid for three, maybe four months. And then I realized, I, I, I analyzed it and realized out of practicality, although I loved these people's content, I loved it. It's amazing. It was so great. I, I, I love the stuff they post. I'm a big fan of them. It was cool to be able to work with them in this kind of respect and blah, blah, blah. But despite the emotions I was feeling on a logical level, it wasn't right. I was spending a lot of money for stuff that wasn't giving me the return. I wasn't making money off of it. And so I guess you just have to be practical, right? Go ahead first into your languages. Sure, take a major, study it, travel abroad, learn new languages. But at the same time, if you're thinking about work, start tutoring. Look for jobs every day. Apply for three jobs, right? Go to networking events, right? Think about it. Work for free if you can afford it because you never know what that leads to, right? You have to be doing stuff. Make connections. You have to be doing things that are also practical. It can't just be, you know, I'm going to sit every day in my room and study languages and then hopefully cross your fingers and hope you get a job. Well, no, it's not going to work that way, you know? So it's balancing. Again, I've said it a hundred times. Balancing diving into your passion, but doing it in a way, in my perspective anyway, diving into that passion for languages, but also being very mindful of like, how am I going to make money? What potential jobs would I maybe go for? Like, where could this maybe lead to? What am I good at that could lend to this whole language thing? The last thing I'll say is often it can really help if you can combine different skills. If you're really good at a specific language, but you're also good at you know, uh, speaking or like you're not speaking. Yeah, speaking could work. You're also good at giving speeches. You're also good at who the heck knows. You're good at um, photography. You're good at, I don't know, you, you, you're really good at fixing, fixing things and fixing cars. Maybe it makes sense for you to go work somewhere. If you're good at fixing cars, maybe you should apply at car dealerships to be a car mechanic, right? 
that services clientele that speaks that language and you'll get a job being a car mechanic because you spoke Spanish. Or maybe like, who knows, maybe you have a skill set for photography and you could find a job with a Latino like photographer because you speak Spanish and they want to work with someone who speaks Spanish. And all of a sudden you're a photographer for work, but the language helped you get the photography job. Does that make sense? So you got to be clever with that too. You can combine your skill with languages with other things. So anyway, my appointment started one or two minutes ago, so I got to go. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your attention and we will talk later, guys. Bye for now.